0: Welcome to CORE Conversations, a podcast where we chat about faith, struggles, and relevant topics that we hope will help you take your next step toward Jesus.
1: Hey, what up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Saucy. Jay Saucy? What the heck is Jay Saucy? (laughs) He nicknamed himself.
2: wouldn't we all love to just nickname ourselves something that makes no sense i think i
1: think we need to come up with a better one (laughs) jay saucy
2: you guys don't like it huh (laughs) way cheesy i
0: don't i don't even know why i call myself jay saucy ever we don't either (laughs) i'm here today with uh two friends of mine mr christopher harley and the one and only Greg Swartzentruber. Oh, wow. Man,
1: I, <laughs> I've never had an introduction like you that You are before. the one and only.
0: <laughs> I bet, uh, you know, I bet no one can guess what the root of Swartzentruber is. Oh, yeah. Around here? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> German. <laughs> uh, man. Oh, the Truber. So yeah. Greg is a dude. really appreciate him. And so is Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> grateful you guys are on today. Tell
2: me a little bit about yourselves. Apparently, we're, who, dudes. <laughs> we're dudes. Who are, <laughs> are you? <laughs> hey, I'm Christopher Harley. I'm the uh, children's minister here at OCC. <laughs> and after all that, I'm not sure I want to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful. Tread lightly, right? I know. <laughs> Greg, yes.
1: who, who are you? Yeah, so I'm Greg, and uh, I kind of take care of the finances here at church. I've done that for many years. Uh, I'm also a CPA, have my own CPA firm, so that's why they asked me to do this. Whenever you're in that type of position, you get, by default, you're the financial guy at the church. You're asked to do things that talk talk about finances.
0: And that's a great segue because today, last week, if you got to join us for the intro, we talked about how throughout this season, we're diving into anxiety during the holidays and uh, a, a variety of topics as it relates to anxiety and or mental health during the holiday season. And today, we're specifically talking about finances. Doesn't everybody love finances? Everyone loves
2: finances, especially at church. Yeah.
0: Everybody
1: probably just tuned out now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and it's, it's like both the common need, like we all need money to
2: live. And it's also a super common stressor too. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's one of those things you can't get away from it no matter what. And mm-hmm. it is always going to cause you stress of some sort. Yeah. 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 And so
0: what, in your guys' opinions, what leads to financial stress, financial anxiety, and also uh, tie that in with the holidays. Why the holidays? Uh, like what what causes so much financial anxiety, especially during this time of year?
1: Wow. Yeah. So, you know, people obviously this time of year, what's the big thing we have to do? Go out and Buy gifts, right? Yeah. And that, that expectation, I think, is just incredible, especially on parents with their kids. Uh, you know, all this stuff that their kids are getting, they're saying, oh, my friends have this and, mm-hmm. you know, I want this. And just that desire almost to satisfy all your kids uh, wishes. And so we go out. what do we do. We swipe the credit card. And then after the holidays in January, you know, reality sets in. Mm. So I think that has a lot to do with it during this time of year, especially.
2: There's a lot of pressure there. Yes. Oh, there really is. And and sometimes it's self-imposed. Sometimes it's that we want to, in some ways, show our kids how much we love them. And we get caught up in the more we give, the more we love them. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a really bad message there. Mm. Yeah. Right, and, you know,
1: I was and I was thinking about that. You know, we're we're both older, right, no. Christopher? <laughs> so nobody's talking about. <laughs> so you think back to your childhood. What do you remember in your childhood? Do you remember all the gifts you got, or or what is? It? I mean, I remember spending time. You know, going on vacations. Uh, you know, the more of the experiences. Yeah, experiences I, I, right. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I can hardly remember a gift I got when I was a kid. Not, I mean we got gifts, but oh yeah, they don't yeah.
2: stick. Yeah, they really don't. <laughs> and let's be honest. And sometimes it was the box more than the gift itself. <laughs> um, but you're right. Sometimes it was the experiences. Uh, matter of fact, our family is even kind of talking about that more and more. We don't need more stuff, but we sure need more memories. Mm, yeah. Right. right. So that it's, kind of falls into it.
1: Yeah, it's that time that parents spend mm-hmm. with their kids that yeah. they're, they're going to remember, yeah. not, not all the gifts.
0: And we we definitely get caught up in that pressure to have more, accumulate more, to equate love like gifts with love that the amount that you get your kids or the the kids having the most trendy stuff right Mm -hmm. like means that they're you know i'm i'm taking care of my kids because they have the 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 newest iphone or whatever and it's really just a fallacy it's it's an endless cycle because there's always going to be something new something better things are going
2: to break but we're doing that not just at christmas time anymore i mean think about you know, with Amazon, for example, how easy it is just to order something. And there's kind of this delay, like, you're going to get it pretty quickly, but it somehow doesn't hurt when you're not at a cash register. Mm. I don't know how else to explain that. Yeah,
1: I mean, studies have shown, why do you think businesses take credit cards? Back in the day, there used to be a time, when you could go to you know a fast food restaurant, they did not take credit cards.
2: You remember that? Yeah.
1: As soon as they changed that, that was sales went up like twenty percent or something like that. That was, that like was that. a thing before? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was the thing yeah. before Jesse thing Yeah, here. Jesse doesn't remember that. So. <laughs> what? No yeah. way.
2: I just pay with my phone now. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's so easy. Yeah. Well, and
2: that's the whole point. Right. Um, and so we do. We we don't Sometimes we don't realize how much we're spending hmm. because now it's not emptying our wallet. Right. And so we're not count, literally counting out bills and and watching the money in our wallet go down. It's very easy to spend what
0: you don't have. Mm-hmm. I have um, one of the principles, like the Dave Ramsey principles that have always stuck with me was uh, to live like no one else today so that you can live like no one else tomorrow. Right. And I remember him talking about how the average person will leave their parents' home and want to have the house and the stuff that they had in their parents' home, which their parents took a lifetime to get those things. And I I have seen so many friends uh, my age go into huge debt trying to have that, trying to have the home they want. Or if if they don't go into debt, they go into a lot of stress Mm -hmm. trying to have a certain lifestyle, and it burdens them. Um. And I I think that burden is especially felt like this time of year, but then just any time of year. I know know people who uh, will go into a lot of debt getting Christmas gifts for people um, and then regret it after the turn of the year.
1: And, you know, the interesting thing, too, is sometimes we think, well, that's because that's for maybe people that uh, are financially struggling already. Mm. But people tend to live up to their income. Right. And so people, even with lots of money, tend to get themselves in financial problems because, yeah. you know, how can you explain uh, a pro athlete that's broke, you know, right, 10 years down the road when they make millions of dollars? Because we just – people will spend what they have mm-hmm. if they don't – aren't careful about what they do.
2: And people always think, too, that if I just had whatever percentage, 20%, yeah. 30% more, I'll be happy. Well, when they hit that, it's just 20, 30% more from there. I mean, there's, not a, there's not a line that seems to satisfy.
0: Yeah. One of those crazy quotes that I have always been amazed by was when um, Rockefeller was asked by a reporter, like, I and mean, he was the wealthiest man at the time. And uh, he, his net worth was something like a couple percent of the entire U.S. economy, crazy amount of wealth. And a reporter asked him, like, how much money would it take to make you happy? And he said, just a little bit more. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's the story. Yeah. And I think that's probably at the heart of why there ends up being so much financial anxiety, because we just want a little bit more in life with stuff, with, the, like, we mentioned with trends, with gifts, and all of that stuff. And so, um, where have you guys seen this maybe in your own lives personally? Have you experienced some financial stress, anxiety in the past and, um, personally or had to work through this?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Donna and I've been married for 35 years. And so after 35 years, you, you figure out a lot of things and <laughs> early on, you know, I think the probably the most important thing was communication mm-hmm. and being on the same page on our finances, uh. Both of us understanding you know, what it is that we need to do, having a budget right. and uh, you know, just being really clear about that and, and then being willing to live by it. And, but if you don't talk about it, if you don't communicate, it's hard to um, pull that off. Hmm. You can't just assume. Assumptions get you in trouble every time.
2: And because finances is such a trigger for so many marriages, oh, yeah. I think sometimes people avoid those conversations. We did. We did early on in our marriage. We avoided those conversations as best we could. Um, I think we spent more energy sideways trying to avoid it than to actually just deal with the problems head on. And uh, and so then it, it creates problems, one, when you don't know what's going on, or two, when you do and you're ashamed or scared to – to kind of fess up to, hey, here's where we are, and we're mm. in trouble or whatever. Um, those that creates sleepless nights. Um, we, you know, we've been married 25 years, Jennifer and me, and uh, that conversation was a long time coming um, before we we're just like, okay, here's where we are, and here's what we got to do about it. And uh, and we too, we took you know, we took financial peace and stuff like that, Dave Ramsey, and um, it's still not perfect on it, but boy, that that was transformational um, and it's really helped us through even just the conversations. Um, So it is hard.
0: Yeah. Let's lean into a couple of specific like demographics here and what maybe advice you would give to this demographic and encouragement. So uh, when, when you have the single, the single person maybe uh, just post college around that age or even going into college, like what advice would you give them as it pertains to finances and um, Like top, top couple, couple of things you'd advise.
1: Yeah, somebody that's either – especially before you go to college or in, or in college, I would do my best to minimize that college debt because that can really put you in a hole to start with. There, there's ways to go through college without going deep in debt and really think through um, – I, I don't want to diss college because college is important. Uh, mm-hmm. It was important for me yeah. and the profession I'm in. But you, I think you really need to think through what your life goals are and where you want to go and make sure that you don't go too far in debt and you know get out of college and suddenly decide, oh, gee, I just spent, you know, I just went 50000 in debt and I don't even want to do what I studied for. So I see that mistake happening sometimes.
2: And I wish it was only 50000 for some people. Mm. You'll yeah. hear about people who are over $100,000 in debt. And yeah, they're, and then they want to do something completely different. Um, That's one of them. One of, on a very practical, I think, for the person who's in college or just out of, or early career, it doesn't matter. The single person, you've, you've got one person you're accountable to really, and that's yourself. And so start creating those habits immediately. Um, Do, do the things you always wanted to do. And by that, I mean, you know, give your offering to the Lord, um, be able to take care of yourself, you know, pay your rent or whatever the case may be and do those things. And, and understand that there's going to be a time, you know, you mentioned it before, Jesse, that, um, we like to get out of, we like to get out of our parents' house into, um, something equal to what we just left. Yeah, And and we see what our parents took 25, 30, 40 years to attain as our starting point as young adults, and that's just not the case in most cases. And so create your habits right away and, mm. and just get very disciplined about that um, because it creates lifelong habits. Because eventually for the person who does get married, now you're bringing two people into that conversation and you've got to be you've got to be already firmly established in your habits.
1: Mm-hmm. So one of them habits that if you really started out early, especially in your 20s, is to start saving money. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I mean, you. if you do the Dave Ramsey uh, financial piece, he shows in there how if you start in your 20s, how much further ahead you are, you can basically secure secure your financial future if you start out early and do it right. Something I didn't do because I didn't understand that in my 20s, I wish I had. Right, But... Those that are 20, and I've pounded this into my my 20 and 30-year-old kid's head, this is what you need to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so when we're talking to like uh, an individual or couple that is looking maybe for the first time ever to start budgeting, what would you you advise them as they begin to look at creating a budget for the first time?
2: Well, one of the things I'm going to just say the church answer, but tithe, Hmm. give it to the Lord. Um, I just finished reading through the the books of the law, and you know Moses told the people this was the law of God. You know, the first fruits. The you know, um, you count up you count up that flock, and, and it's the first. You know, keep going, and so give first to God. And and sometimes we think um, tithing is pulling out our wallet and seeing what we have available, and that's not tithing. Uh, true tithing and this freaks people out sometimes, that is giving a tenth of your gross. It's not a tenth of after this or after that. It's a tenth of your gross. It is a tenth of what you receive. And so the very first thing, trust God, and then work into the next steps. And Greg's obviously going to be the better one to give you the rest of them. But that's that's my very first piece of advice. Yeah. Start by honoring God with what you've been given.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, You know, kind of the the standard answer is, you know, 10%, right? Give to the Mm -hmm. church, save 10% and live on the 80. And Mm -hmm. once you've done those first two things and do them first, then you're forced to live on the 80 and figure out how to live on the 80%. And then you make choices to not go into debt. You make choices to live on that. You can People can live on a whole lot less than they realize. I mean, I, I know people that were in their early 20s and even up to 30 that lived on very little income. Mm-hmm. Because they had to, and they figured it out. And you can. Isn't that
0: amazing? Isn't yeah. it amazing how little we actually can live on? And we are we are so accustomed to believing that we need this or that. And I, I totally resonate with that. When Kayla and I were first married, we made like nothing and lived on next to nothing. And I look back on those days and really wonder how. But that's the thing. With every increase in income, and you've said this, Greg, like we start, like somehow our expenses rise to that, and we we just fill in the void with more stuff or
2: subscriptions or something, and something fills in that gap. We are we've already said the give to the Lord, and we've already said save, but I think there's something that a lot of us don't think about is preparing for those emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, if say you're a homeowner, that furnace is going to go out. And so, understanding and 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 so a part of your savings too. There needs to always be a pocket of money available for those scary moments in life where, yeah, you know, the the car completely dies or the whatever. So that may be another part in there. And and so, as we speak to maybe that population of people
0: who are under a lot of financial anxiety, uh, financial stress, maybe debt or struggling. What advice would you give them? encouragement or
2: a scriptural encouragement there as well? It's a hard one. It really is. um The first thing is if you're married, pray together mm. and have hard conversations together. Um that does two things. one, it's there's no secrets, and two, it's amazing what happens when you start fighting together. Instead of fighting with each other, yes, or um, holding because we all make a story about what's really happening, and um, instead, just know the truth and then start working toward that. The encouragement is that there are very few situations that are just beyond reach, um, it may need may mean you need some help. You may need to take, and we keep, we've all said Dave Ramsey, financial peace. That was really important for us. Um, It may mean that, you know, you have to get someone to actually give you some mentoring help or something like that. Um, But those are, there are tools available for that. Um, And so that's some of the encouragement I guess I would start with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you, Christopher. I mean, there's, Uh, Financial Peace uh, University, Dave Ramsey, has a lot of good advice. You know, he talks about the debt snowball. We don't have time to talk about that today, but there's ways you can deal with debt and there's ways you can eliminate that debt. And there's stories of people have eliminated lots of debt very quickly by just following some of that advice, you know, getting the emergency fund and putting a budget in place, doing the debt snowball, um, living by that budget and just working it through through those times. I, I think those are all very important. And I agree with as far as encouragement. I would encourage you to do this. I did this this morning. I just got online and I Googled scripture verses about money. Yeah, and there are tons of verses out there that will be an encouragement to you as you as you go through those. Yeah,
0: yeah. A couple of things that stood out from what you you both shared to me is that the, the importance of communicating. You mentioned that earlier, uh, Greg and. And being on the same page, praying together, fighting together, because we are not each other's enemies. Especially married couples listening, your spouse is not the enemy. Mm -hmm. Okay, Satan wants to destroy your marriage, and he will use financial debt to do that and disagreements. So get on the same page, work together. Um, And I I just want to share with you from uh, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is addressing the crowd, and he uh, he starts to talk about the birds. And the bird, I imagine the birds flying by. He's like, hey, look at the birds. Listen to them. You know, they're not stressed. They're not worried because your heavenly father takes care of them. And wherever you're at today, like what, whatever debt you might find yourself in or struggles with finances, uh, Jesus goes on to say, seek first my kingdom and everything else will be given to you. That, that I, Essentially, the father will take care of you when you pursue him. And so uh, just bring it to God and say, okay, God, here's here are my finances. I, I want to rework this with you. Uh, maybe go to a professional or take Financial Peace University and bring it before some other wise, godly people in your life and say, hey, like a lot of times we can't solve problems on our own and we got to let people into it and be transparent with them and say, hey, I need help. Here's the whole picture. Here's all of my debt. Help me figure this out and uh pursue God in that and say okay God I need you to provide for me and he will just like he provides for the birds um and we can live on way less than we could ever imagine we could live on and so wherever you're at whatever financial situation you find yourself in I hope you found this beneficial encouragement is there any concluding thoughts greg christopher that you guys want to share to people
2: you know, one of those one of the things is that um, even the way you handle your money, that's a that's a discipline. Is a Christian discipline. Giving is a Christian discipline. And so, yeah, we work on our prayer life. We do da- daily Bible reading. We do all these things. Uh, we work on our health. We work on all this. But this is finan- When it comes to finances, that's one of those biggest stressors. It's one of the things that can kill a marriage, mm-hmm. and and leave you long term really hurting um and so be bold enough to say we've got to tackle this and and we've you know whether it's i as a single or i or we as a couple uh, this has to be tackled and um uh, face it up front to eliminate years of struggle to come and you're really never too old to deal with this nor are you too young to deal with it either i mean Mm -hmm. You know, we we started teaching our son, Zachary, when he was very young to start giving and really um, how to manage money. Even then, he might actually do it better than we do. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he's an
0: incredible kid.
2: He's pretty good. You know, and and so one of the tools and Greg, I'm going to advertise Financial Peace University, which which you've taught um that was that was a great opportunity for us and it's an opportunity that you know is provided here at OCC um fairly regularly
1: yeah absolutely yeah right now if you're interested in financial peace what we need you need to do is just call the church we're kind of doing it uh more of a one-on-one thing right now where you go online everything's online right now that you can take financial peace and then we will assign somebody to you to help mentor you through the process and, and just help answer questions and, and work with you.
0: So the steps are there for you. We want to come alongside you and help you walk through this and friends, wherever you find yourself, I hope you are encouraged. We're praying for you alongside you in it and, uh, uh, share this with your friends and family. If you found it helpful. All right. Thank you, Greg, Christopher. Good hanging out with you guys. Thank you. Bye. If you found this episode helpful, challenging, or encouraging, please share it with those in your circle to encourage them as well. Thank you so much for joining us today.